You're listening to the podcast of River of Life Christian Fellowship in Durant, Oklahoma. Visit us online at rolcf.org. Last week we started talking about Thanksgiving. Uh, we shared a few things. We shared, we, we focused on two main things about Thanksgiving. First of all, Thanksgiving is the will of God. It says in Thessalonians, it says, give thanks. For this is the will of God. For you to be a person of thanksgiving, just to have the atmosphere, the person, that, the, the aura, if you want to call it that, the, just the spirit of being thankful. You know, it's, people love to be around a thankful person. You know, we went on and talked about how it was the will of God and, and that there were two things that you could do to increase in thanksgiving. One of the things that we, we had you write down last week was experience the grace of God. And if you understand what the grace is, grace is God's ability in our inability. Basically, it's God's power. The more of God's power you experience in, the, in your life, the more graceful you, you can be. You know, you, once you experience God's power, you just say thank you. You know, once you experience what God's done and what He's doing in your life and you sense and feel His presence, it creates a spirit of, oh, you are real. You're really there. Thank you. And the more of that power and that ability and that presence of God you feel, the more, great, the more thankfulness you're going to increase in. Okay? And the second one was... Uh, understanding what's already been done for you. The more you understand what's been done for you in the Spirit. See, let's look at it in the natural. The more you understand what people have done for you, the more thankful you are. That's just a natural thing. That, oh, okay, you've done, well, thank you. Well, see, the, the thankfulness that we're talking about is when you understand what God's done for you, and everything that he's already, he's, he's already given us, everything that pertains to life and godliness in the realm of the Spirit, once you understand that, then we, it, it causes us to be thankful to one another. Uh, when Jesus, this is, so, this is such a cool picture, when Jesus took the loaves and the fishes, he was fixing to feed the multitudes of people. And the Bible specifically says that he was in the desert. He was in a desert place. And that doesn't mean necessarily it was sand and cactus. What it means is that there was no provision there. It was void of what was needed. Does anybody understand? Anybody been in a desert place in life where it seems like <laughs> what you need is just not there? That's called a desert place. And so in that desert place, when you, Jesus had thousands of people there that were hungry and needed food, and he had five loaves and two fishes. He took those and held them up to heaven. And what does the scripture say he did? He said that he looked up to heaven. Okay, now wait a minute. He's in the desert. What he needs wasn't here. So what's he do? He looks up to where the need was going to be fulfilled. He, got, he cast his gaze or he focused on what God's provision was. Okay, this is what God has, and this is what the desert has. So he, he cast it. This is what I have. The desert doesn't have it. So I'm going to look up. Oh, God has everything that I have need of. And he blessed what he had according to what he saw in heaven. He didn't pray 
Be, oh, God, we don't have nothing. No, he said, oh, God, you've got it all. Bless this what I have. From what you have, bless what I have. A lot of us end up asking God to do it from our perspective instead of from His. When we need to take the example of Jesus, when He looks up, this is what I have, and oh, and that's what you have, this isn't enough, that is, God bless this according, and He said, thank you. And when He brought it back down, there was enough to feed everybody because He received, He went to where there was enough. See, that was that kingdom. Now, what's really interesting, and if you're looking in the, in the Word and reading this story, if you keep on reading, one of the next things that happened in Jesus' life, He came to a blind man. And what's really cool about this story is, it's the same thing that happened. This blind man came to Jesus, and I, I, this is really cool because it says that he sighed. You know, there's some, some cool words in the Bible. It says that he sighed. What's he mean he sighed? In other words, here's the blind man. This realm didn't have what this blind man needed. And so the scripture says he looked, the same phrase where he looked up into heaven, where he had the loaves and the fishes. The same phrase, looked up into heaven, was the same phrase over here in this story, where he said, there's the blind man, he looked up into heaven, and the scripture said he sighed. It wasn't like, see, you look into, have you ever looked in your checkbook, <laughs> and you saw, here's all your bills, and you looked in your checkbook, and you sighed? Oh. I don't think... It was that kind of sigh. See, I think when, when Jesus had the blind man and he looked up into heaven, oh, there it is. There's the healing that this man needs. And he reached up into heaven and blessed him with it. And the man began to see because he, Jesus cast his vision. He looked up into the realm where the provision was. And see, the more that we can live our life from the perspective, you know, we just get in the habit of just praying over our meals. Listen, it's a, what an opportunity just to say thank you to God. Every time we give, and it's not because we have to. You, listen, just thank you. Just simple. When I put my offering in this morning. I said, thank you. Thank you. I had no preconceived ideas. Yes, I can have a great big old long list of all this stuff, but today I just wanted to say thank you. Just thank you, God, for all that you've done, for all that you're doing, and for all that I'm yet to experience. Thank you. See, the more we realize what God's done, the more thankful we're going to be. The more acknowledge. See, when you're saying thankful, you're humbling yourself. You're humbling yourself. You're saying thank you. You're preferring someone greater than yourself. Turn with me to the book of, book of Romans. Book of Romans chapter 1. Last week we all also talked about what the Word says about the people that are thankful. And Jeremiah said that, uh, that you won't be small. I like that. The Bible says that whenever... God finds a people or a person or a company or a family or a church. Here's the principle. If you're a business owner, 
Make your business be thankful. Cause thanksgiving to rise up in your business and watch prosperity come. If you're you're part of a family, cause thanksgiving to rise up in your family and watch your family be large. Church, be thankful for what God's doing. And truly, when you walk out of this place being thankful, it's going to cause growth to take place amongst ourselves. If you don't have a family, if you don't have a church, if you don't have a business, I tell you what, be thankful at work. If you're an employee, just be thankful at work. Try this. Watch the difference it makes at the cash register at Walmart. Thank the cash register. Have a spirit of gratitude. Bless them with your conversation. You know how many ornery people go through those lines? I'm not talking about us. You know what I'm saying? We're never ornery. But there's lots of ornery people go through. Just bless. Be a blessing with your words. Be thankful. Tell them they're doing a great job. Even if you have to speak in faith. Watch life get large. Romans chapter 1. Look what it says here. We're going to start reading at verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifested in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were they thankful. Do you see that? Now we've been talking about what happens to the people that are thankful. Okay? Now we're going to talk about the group of people that should be thankful, but they're not thankful. So here's a group of people that had no excuse. They saw God, they knew God, they had all, all the attributes, were, it, it's in nature. Was, God even put His eight, uh, attributes in nature. And these people knew, that, knew God, they knew of God, but they did not glorify Him, or were they thankful? This is the result. Now, we're not going to go all all down through the book of Romans, chapter 1, but the next verses, several verses down here, it's a stage of decay, let's just call it that. All right? It started with a group of people that knew God, weren't thankful. They didn't glorify God, and they weren't thankful. Verse 21, Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful but here's the result of not being thankful they became see they 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 weren't that way at one time they became they became vain in their thoughts i tell you what the first thing that's going to happen in your life when you become unthankful uh, if you're an ungrateful person what you're going to have is an imagination that's not correct. You're going to envision things about people that aren't correct. 
Your mind is going to take you places that aren't true. You're going to think things about people that aren't right to think about. And one day you're going to say, well, I thought you were like this. Why did you think I was like that? I was never like that. Well, it's just the way I was going through. The reason was because you were unthankful for that person to start with. See, the more thankful for you are a person, the more truth you're going to see in that person. If you're unthankful for that person, you're going to grow vain in your thoughts. Your thoughts are going to be contrary to reality. And you're going to be moved. Remember what we talked about on Wednesday night? Thoughts are blueprints of future actions. There's no, no action that you do in your life that you don't first think about. Everything that you do, you've thought about. You thought about it, it created an emotion, it created a feeling, and you established an action. Thoughts, feelings, emotion, and action. Works in that order. Everything you do, you first thought about. So if you can control your thoughts, you can control your actions. If you try to control your actions without controlling your thoughts, it won't happen. You'll never be successful in it. Because your thoughts will override your actions. Let's go on and read some more of this. Verse 21 again. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Oh my goodness. Their hearts were darkened. The more you live an unthankful life, not only is your thoughts going to be vain, but that's going to cause your heart to grow ugly. Now I know there's nobody in this church in this building right now that we're talking about like this. It's always someone, it's somebody else in our family that has this problem. Good, now you can go tell them all about it. But they're not going to be thankful. But we need to understand that if you're not thankful, you're going to have a wrong imagination and your heart is going to grow hard and foolish, the scripture says. It says their foolish hearts were darkened. What does darkened mean? Okay, let me tell you what darkened means. It means there's not as much light in there as there was before. The more light in a situation, the less dark it is. The less light, the more dark. So when it says that your heart is darkened, that means the less God there is. The darker your heart, the less God there is. The brighter your heart, the more God that there is. So thankfulness is the key for you to having a clear thought pattern, clear imagination. Matter of fact, if you want, how many people have ever wanted to invent something? I'll tell you what, have you ever wanted to draw something? Have you ever wanted to, to create something? Have you ever wondered why you're not in business? Why poems don't come to you? Why things like that? See, that all happens from a process of thought and imagination. Inventions are created via imagination. All right? They see it being done. They see the problem. Listen, there's a lot of problems that you can avoid if you have a clear mind and God can speak through you in your mind. The secret to all that is be thankful. The more thankful you are, the clearer your thoughts and the more you're going to hear God in the direction in your life. It's that simple. 
If you're so vexed with your own unthankfulness, and you're not going to hear God. One of the words that came up, be still and know that I'm God. God speaks to us in the peace of our heart. If your heart's not at peace, you're not going to hear God. If your heart is darkened and hard, you're not at peace. The power of thanksgiving, I believe with all my heart, like we said last week, is that thankfulness is the master key to the kingdom of heaven on this earth. The Bible says that you to enter the gates with thanksgiving and enter the courts with praise. The Bible says that when you pray, pray with what? Thanksgiving. Start your prayer with thanking God for what He's already done. Thank God for who He is. And just begin to have an atmosphere about yourself. Just learn to be thankful. Before you're critical, start being thankful. And watch what happens. You might not even be critical. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's easy to pick out the faults in people. It's easy. And they can pick them out in you. Oh, let's, let, let's find the, the positives in people. Let's, let's find the things that are going to cause relationships. I'll tell you what. If, if, I'll pick on Charles since I know he can handle it. If, if, I pick out, if I pick on Charles and I pick out all his negatives, and you know what he's going to do to me? He's going to pick out all my negatives. And guess what? Pretty soon he's not going to want to be around me. You know why? Because I'm telling everything that's wrong with him. And I'm probably right. Probably. Yep, see? And he knows it. He don't need to be told it. But you know what he doesn't know is the good things about himself. Now see, if, and see, if I've got the opportunity in relationship, I can tell him all the good. I'm not going to tell him how good looking his hair is, though. Because he ain't got much up there. That's what I'm saying. But you know what I'm saying? You know, we have an opportunity to increase our relationships with people by, well, they just need to know the truth. Well, they need to know the truth in love. And there has to be a relationship there before you can speak the truth in love. they got to know you love them first. Go ahead and tell me about something that you know about me and have no relationship with me. You know where it's going to go? Nowhere. But we have an opportunity in our Christian life to be thankful for people. We have an opportunity in our homes to be thankful for our husbands and our wives. I tell you, the moment a husband is not thankful for his wife, watch what happens. The moment children are not thankful for their parents. Now everybody that's been a, a children, raise your hand. You know what I'm talking about, right? The moment you weren't thankful for your mommy and daddy, around that sixth grade period of time in there, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth, somewhere in there, when you thought you started knowing it all, and you weren't thankful for your mommy and daddy anymore, your honor was withdrawn problems begin to happen mm. we need to be thankful the more thankful you are for your children a lot, it's your choice it's your choice be thankful at work even if you don't like what you're doing guess what be thankful be thankful because what's going to happen as you stay thankful 
God's going to show you things you wouldn't be able to see being unthankful. Mm. Verse 22, professing to be wise, they became fools. Here's a group of people that knew God. They knew about God. They experienced God, but they didn't give Him glory. They, didn't, they weren't thankful to God for who He was and what He's done and doing. And it says that they became, their thoughts became vain. Their hearts became darkened. And all of a sudden, they became the wisest person on the planet. Is anybody, I don't, don't raise your hand, but you know, there's a lot of people in jail who think they know it all. Anybody, don't raise your hand. But you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, they know how life works and they know how this works and they, well, what, you know, wait a minute. But see, someone who thinks they know it all is probably the most unthankful person Somebody that knows it all isn't a very thankful person. The scripture says here, it says real simply, it says, professing to be wise, they became fools. And changing the glory of the incorruptible God into the image like corruptible man and bir birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their own bodies among themselves. I tell you what, you take somebody that doesn't honor their body and they will disgrace their body. They will punish their body. They will put themselves in pain and really it's a lack of honor and being thankful for what God has given them. If you're not thankful, let, let me just put it in the, the simple phrase. If you're not thankful for the car you drive, are you going to change its oil? If you're not thankful, you're not going to wash it. You're not going to change its oil. You're not going to take care of it. You're not going to do the things you know you need to do. Now, if you're really thankful for something, what do you do with it? You take care of what you're thankful for. If you're not thankful for the body, are you going to take care of it? No. Whoa, whoa. I know, we just ate so much last week. I know, I shouldn't be talking about this, all kind of stuff. I'm sorry. Sure didn't taste good, <laughs> the message is here, you're going to take care of what you're thankful for. Are you thankful for your relationships? Are you thankful for your wife? Are you thankful for your husband? Are you thankful for your family? If you're not thankful for something, you're just not going to take care of it. The, the, the answer to the problem is not taking care of it. The answer to the problem is be thankful. You know how simple it is to be thankful? Everybody go, thank you. It's not that hard. Mm. <laughs> verse 24 therefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the lust of their hearts and dishonored their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God 
for the lie. Oh, man. Listen to that. They had the truth, and they exchanged it for the lie. All because they were unthankful. This is the result of a group of people that were just unthankful. But they continued in it, and they grew, and they grew. And it goes on talking about how they, they become lovers of themselves. Men with men and women with women. Who changed the very nature of God and the way God created things. All because of being unthankful. Turn with me to the book of Hebrews. I can't leave you with that, that mindset. I need, you need to understand that this uh, thankfulness. I just want you to know the, 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 the results of being unthankful. Hebrews chapter 13. I remember sharing on this oh, second or third week that we were here as pastors. Um, we were doing a teaching on uh, the wine of life. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 13. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp. This is so powerful. Once you understand the process of what it means to go outside the camp. See that Jerusalem, this is written to Hebrews, and Jerusalem is where all the religious activity was taking place. That's where all the, the Passover lamb and all the, all the, all the feasts, everything centered around Jerusalem inside the walls of the camp. That's where everybody focused their attention. It says, Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp, for he was for we have no continuing city, but we seek the one who one to come. Therefore, by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise and sacrifice of praise to God. That is, this is what the praise of God is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name real simply for us to what this is telling us right here is that Jesus didn't die and he wasn't crucified inside the religious system he wasn't crucified inside Jerusalem he was crucified crucified hung on a cross outside of Jerusalem you know what is the great thing about that is? If he had been crucified inside Jerusalem, we would be stuck in buildings all of our life. All of ministry would take place inside a structure. It's almost like what's happened in churchdom today, that ministry only happens inside the building. This is telling us that the good thing about this is that ministry should happen outside religion, outside the structure of the camp. Because that's where Jesus sacrificed, that's where he died, and that's where he rose from the grave, was outside the structure, not inside the structure. And it says, let us go forth praising God with a sacrifice of praise, with which is what? Giving thanks. I tell you what, church, you be thankful for God outside of these buildings and watch what happens. You start giving praise to God in front of people just be a blessing bring up God in your conversations tell the teller at Walmart thank you God bless you you're a blessing God loves you you magnify God's name outside of this building outside the camp Amen. Amen. 
Take your faith out of here. How's that? Get your faith out of the church. Get it out of here. Oh, I felt pretty good. This should be a place where we get built up in faith so we can take our faith out. Oh, man. God, thank you. See, faith, see, it's happening, church. I want you to know this. People are anticipating. Things are, things are starting to happen. You know how I know it? It's just not something I'm sensing and feeling because we're sitting in Pizza Hut. You know how spiritual Pizza Hut is? Now, I went to Pizza Hut because I didn't want to cook. Yeah, I know. Everybody here wants to go home and rush home and cook, right? I don't think so. Joy had been working long, and, you know, I said, well, heck, I really don't want to mess up the kitchen just for two people. You know that scenario. So I called her up and said, hon, just meet me at Pizza Hut. So I'm kind of got this little, I wasn't honoring or nothing, but I'm just saying, you know, just, just out, of, out of default, I picked Pizza Hut. We're sitting there at Pizza, uh, eating pizza at Pizza Hut, and I'm not going to mention their names, but they walked by us. They didn't see me. They saw Joy. Three of them walked past. One, one kept walking. One stopped and said hi to Joy. And said, oh, hi. You like that kind of thing? They kind of told you it wasn't a guy. And, uh, and, uh, and they got done, and we talked and talked like that. And they, the two people got up, and they walked out, got in their car. And I don't know what happened in their car, but all of a sudden, in the corner of my eye, I see three people walking back into Pizza Hut. And I'm sitting there, and Joyce sitting there, and all of a sudden, the person sits down right here. One sits down right there. The other one stands right there. And this person looks at me and says, I am in pain right now, and I need prayer right now. So what did we do? I gave her my card, and I said if she'd set up a meeting on Sunday after church when it's convenient, come by my office, and we'll talk about it. Now, we prayed right there. Now, we didn't pray this little, okay, everybody hold hands. I took my hand, I put it on her head, and I started praying just like I would on a Sunday morning. Do you think we got some attention? You know who got the attention? God did because when she stood up hollering that she was healed and there was no pain everybody knew what had happened and then we finished our pizza <laughs> now see that happens because faith is coming alive in the body you have to know what's there you have to be hungry for God thirsty what's the Bible say about being thirsty being hungry? Are we thirsty for God? Start being thankful and watch what happens in your life. It can even happen at Pizza Hut. Let's all stand up. I had a whole bunch more, but God's already done what He's going to do, I think. Hallelujah. Now the question is, are you willing to step out of your comfort zone and declare, are you willing to hold up 
God in the midst of public? I'm not saying you have to do that, but when He calls on you, you need to be ready to. You need to be ready to. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank You for this opportunity to be in Your presence, to get equipped, to be fortified, to be stirred up in faith, to be exhorted, to be thankful. And as I believe that it has happened in this place this morning, Father, may we take it out of here. May we take our faith and get it out of the church. Get it out outside the camp and into the byways and the highways. May we get, get faith and thankfulness and trust and believing. May we stir it up in the people we come in contact with, even at Pizza Hut. The teller at Walmart. Whatever it may be, may we stir up thankfulness. May we stir up faith in You. May we excite people about Your glory. Father, we are so thankful for one another. We don't take anybody for granted and we take care of the ones we're thankful for. May a spirit of thankfulness dwell in this house. May a spirit of thankfulness be strong. Thank you, Jesus. just do give thanks with a grateful heart do you have that in your memory banks can you give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks to holy one press the right button a beautiful song called give thanks goes give thanks with a grateful heart Give thanks to the Holy One. That's where it starts. First, being thankful for God. Mm, that's where it starts. Father, we are a thankful people. We give you praise and we give you glory for all that you're doing in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.